Hi, I'm Charles Evans, Long Bay Symphony Music Director, back with another episode of Speaking of the Arts. For today's episode, Long Bay Symphony Executive Director Shannon Farrow leads a discussion with her counterparts from other local arts organizations and with Myrtle Beach Mayor Brenda Bethune about their strategies in dealing with COVID in our community over this past year. I'm sure that you can relate to their experiences as we, hopefully, begin to approach the end of this pandemic. Hi everybody, thanks for joining us for another episode of Speaking of the Arts. On um, this episode, we're really excited to have um, some guests with us today who are gonna give us a little bit different perspective than what we're used to. We're used to having um, Dr. Evans uh, kind of lead conversations with artists. And this time we have decided to get our um, local EDs of our art organizations and Mayor Bethune, our mayor of um, Myrtle Beach. So we're very excited to have everybody with us. So I'll just kind of introduce everybody. I am Shannon Farrow. I'm the executive director of the Long Bay Symphony. Next to me is Becky Donovan. She is the executive director of the Carolina Master Chorale. Uh, next we have Mayor Bethune, the mayor of Myrtle Beach. And then finally we have Pat Goodwin. Uh, she is the executive director of the Art Museum. So we're very excited to have you all. Thanks for coming. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Of course, you. of course. So I figure uh, we'll have some, you know, general conversations about how COVID has affected the arts organizations in the area, um, how, how we've all been feeling it personally as members of the community. And I think that's a great place to start. It's just this kind of general overview of how has COVID affected just the Myrtle Beach area in the past year um, as consumers, as community members, um, as government officials, um, you know, you see so many different things. So mm -hmm. I'm curious uh, what, how you guys have felt about the past year. Becky, I know you've been here for quite some time. Uh, yeah, I'm a, a, a native to Myrtle Beach. I'm born and raised, and um, it's been astounding, I think. Uh, not something that any of us would ever have expected to experience, I think, in our lifetime, to see something this severe happen. And uh, I mean, Mayor Bethune can certainly answer to this, but living in a tourist community right. and having uh, everything shut down like it has just takes the lifeblood away from everything. It's been, um, it, it's just been astounding, I think, to see yeah. the changes that have taken place out of necessity. Yeah, and that's a good that's a good point to make. You know, immediately we are a tourist destination, and when tourism stops, mm -hmm. it's like a ghost town. It is. Yes, it is. It really is. I said we're we're one of those places that's the largest little city around. <laughs> you know, we don't have much of a permanent base, mm -hmm. but uh, when our visitors are here, we grow to a big municipality. Absolutely. And because of that, we have a lot of things in this area. Uh, that a town our size would not ordinarily have. We yeah. have lots of uh, entertainment and lots of shopping and so many things that if we were just based on our residency, we wouldn't have. Right. And when all of that shuts down, you really feel it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think, what, we have 40,000 or so permanent residents around there? Around that's, that's, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a lot. That's not a lot. If you think about it in the great scheme of things, um, and to have all the amenities we have, for example, you know, a professional symphony, an art museum, yeah. a, a massacre. I mean, right. that, those are things that normal, larger cities have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're fortunate enough that we get those snowbirds, for example, that come down for six months. They're such a time. support. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so we grow, certainly. Mm -hmm. Our population grows yeah, does. Um, because of our tourism. So and how about you, Mervithun? What have you seen uh, just as a community mm -hmm. member? 
Well, I think Becky touched on something. I often refer to Myrtle Beach as a small city with big city problems. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and by problems, I don't mean that we have these major issues. Right. But when you look at the services that the city provides and the differences in those services from January, February to July. Oh, yeah. It's a mm -hmm. huge drain mm -hmm. on the city's general um, general budget. Yeah. Um, and certainly COVID has affected that greatly. Uh, we, you know, we had to do severe cost cuts and controls. Mm -hmm. And as all of your organizations know, with our accommodations tax grants, you know, we lost almost two and a half million dollars mm -hmm. of funding. Mm -hmm. And that... We have um, organizations that rely on those funds to help get them through. So it has been a severe sure. um, mm -hmm. cut to the city. And to see our small businesses suffer the way they have has been very, very hard. Yeah. And the city took some steps to try to help as much as we could. We allowed um, temporary signage to help businesses attract um, their mm -hmm. patrons. Right. We uh, delayed the payments of business license fees. We waived late fees for water, um, for instance. And we also were a resource for our small businesses to apply for some of the grants and um, the COVID relief funds mm -hmm. that are right. available. Absolutely. And, you know, that has been a great resource yeah. for our business community yeah. to help help them get the funds that they need to survive. And I feel like Myrtle Beach actually came through this probably better than most communities have yeah. um, because of our tourism. Um, even though we had to shut down hotels for a while and you know restaurants went to outdoor dining only, we were still blessed with people that still came here right. on yes. the weekends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think our spring and summer is going to be very, very strong. And some of the hotels have actually said that their July bookings are ahead of 2018. Wow, that's, that's great. Yeah. I think that's a yeah. huge indicator. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you touched on ATAX a little bit, and I think um, for people who don't know what the accommodation tax is, could you explain a little bit of where that money comes from and, and how that gets distributed? Well, it's actually um, a tax that is imposed on our visitors that come here. And a portion of that money is used for our arts organizations, for um, sporting events, things that attract visitors, mm -hmm. um, helps our hotel industry, helps our hospitality industry, but more importantly, helps our art community, our arts community mm -hmm. organizations, which in turn is great for our residents and our visitors. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. No, those are great points. And, and on the topic of funding, um, so we obviously you know, get our tax money from the city. We apply for that every year. Um, there's been some emergency funding, I know, from the state, yes. which I, I'm, you know, I, I don't know if the Master Corral received any South Carolina CARES money, but that was another thing oh, that, that was that huge was, for that us. That was huge, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, in general, funding for us has been cut, you know, understandably. Mm -hmm. So we've all shifted our, our programs this year um, to kind of accommodate the uh, funding that didn't come in that we expected. Um, but I know the South Carolina CARES money, I, I'm on the board of directors of the, of the South Carolina Arts Alliance, and we were doing a lot of advocating at first, uh, get, making sure that nonprofits were in that mix, mm -hmm. um, because small businesses were really the focus at first. It was. Um, and it took a lot of 
you know, emails and phone yeah. calls to make sure that, you know, the South Carolina legislator knew that, oh, it took a, it took a, yeah, right, look at me, um, but it took a lot of uh, advocacy to make sure that the nonprofits were involved in that. I know a lot of us were really, really lucky to get some of that money. I think they only had 25 million to give. Or, yeah, 25 state million to wide. give, and they yeah. got 75 million in requests for the whole yeah. state. So right. I know we were very fortunate with, with um, receiving some of those emergency funds. Are there any other emergency funds that you all were lucky enough to receive with your organizations? Well, we received the um, South Carolina Arts Commission um, yes. grant for COVID support and also the Humanities Council. We applied for that and received that. I mean, they're not huge amounts. But oh my gosh, did they help us through these past? Everything helps. Oh absolutely. yes, that's really true. Yeah. You know, when when the whole thing started, and now they say it's been a year. You know, yeah. Just in the past few days. Today, yeah. I think, is the right. year of the declaration of the pandemic. Um, and and we've never been through anything like this before. Right. So we didn't know what to expect mm -hmm. or how long this was going to take. And, um, and it was so hard to plan, what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. You know, do we plan a season? Do we not plan? We have to plan right. a season. Right, right. You know, this is our 38th season this year. Congratulations. That's Yay. And um, it, it was tough when it first started because we didn't know. Yeah. Well, we had to cancel our home tour. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's yeah huge. It was, that's your biggest fundraiser. That's our largest fundraiser, and it was going to happen on Saturday. I'm guessing here. I think it was the 14th, and on the 13th we had to we had to cancel. We thought, oh my god! I know exactly yeah. how you feel though, because we had for the, for the first time in a long time we've planned our own pops concert last year. It was the the weekend after. It was like the 21st of March that right. we were doing. It was yeah. going to be the music of Queen, and we had like 1,200 Oh my gosh, I was so looking Oh, we were so excited, right? And then, oh, yeah. no, no more. Yeah. So, you know, it, that's exactly right. I mean, it was just devastating. I mean, and even so working hard. through that yeah. seemed to take mm -hmm. weeks, yeah. of, you know, trying to... Because people wanted their money back, right. and you know, I mean, we were just yeah. money was flowing out. Not that you were expecting, money. right? Yeah, money does flow out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah cash flow was definitely hard at the end of last year. So, yeah, yeah. So just kind of getting through that those first couple of months, right, was really difficult. Yeah, mm -hmm. and really wondering, and we, you know, we filled out every survey that came our way, and mm -hmm. from professional organizations and. And then the word trickled down that they thought one in every three museums across the country would permanently close. Wow. Mm -hmm. wow. Now that's frightening. It that is frightening. So we kind of all looked at each other and said, nope. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. What do we have to do? What <laughs> do we have to do to make it through this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, for us, it's, you know, it's really also taking care of the art that's in the building. Right. Not just the art that's on exhibit, but the art that has been put in our care. Yeah. You know, we have a wonderful permanent collection. Right. And we have to care for that. That's our responsibility. Right. So, you know, we cut costs, tightened our belt, redid the budget, totally redid the yeah. budget, yeah. and started down a new path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I say, I, I'm sorry, but I, I think for all of us, this is probably true, I think I put in more hours. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody said, oh, work at home, do this, do that. 
every day. It was a new story. Like, yeah, absolutely. It, is. Yeah. it was just so. It, it was so a new different. story every single day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everything was changing so yeah. often. And I'm sure with restrictions from the state, I mean, you guys had to keep up with that all the time. And, you know, for us, it started out, you know, you said we none of us have been through this. Right. How do you manage right. something like this yeah. that is a constant moving target? And mm -hmm. that's what it was. Yep. And well, at the I very thought beginning, the city did an amazing job. Oh, thank I you. I mean, I really, I really do. Great mm -hmm. teamwork. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. we were meeting every week, right. sometimes yeah. twice a week, mm -hmm. and it seemed like every single week we were having to put new things in place. Mm -hmm. And you know, just like your organizations, you know, we had the convention center mm -hmm. that oh, literally that. had to mm -hmm. close, the sports center. Yeah. Um, all of our special events, and those are revenue streams for the mm -hmm. city. Absolutely. So it affected us much like it did you all, mm -hmm. um, but very hard to manage because any decision you make, you're never going to make everyone happy. Absolutely. <laughs> but you know, we felt like we had to make decisions that would keep our community safe, keep mm -hmm. our residents safe. Not always popular decisions, sure. but that's okay yeah. because no one really knew how bad this was going to be. Exactly, go. and better to do more and mm -hmm. you know, then regret it right. doing less later on. That's well, always true. Yes. What we did too, like into the third week, we just started researching how can we reopen, when can we reopen, and how can we reopen. Right. Mm -hmm. And what is it going to take? What kind of money's involved? What kind of health? issues do we have to or health safety issues do we put into place we're measuring every inch of the museum well yeah. can two people fit here or three people can right. can fit here and putting arrows on the mm -hmm. floor sure and your art if your art is within six feet then people yeah. could be potentially looking yeah. at different pieces Exa exactly yeah. so i mean we really did spend hours and hours and hours and hours on reopening plans right and oh i'm so glad we did we were able to reopen three months after closing right that's good yes yeah. that's very good it really um sometimes we wondered why we reopened because <laughs> <laughs> sure sure but we, we absolutely i know i think one positive that came out of all of this mm -hmm. i saw so many organizations get creative oh i'm so yes. glad you said yes. that yes. Um, uh -huh. You know, Facebook concerts, right. um, mm -hmm. different types of fundraisers that yeah. were done yeah. online or virtually, yeah. and mm -hmm. even businesses that got created. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that really showed yeah. the, um, first of all, the strength of our community, mm -hmm. that everyone seemed to pull together and help each other, right. but just the creativity of how can we survive, how can we... Right stay afloat and stay active and relative mm -hmm. to the community, but let's get creative in how we do it. And I think that is a very strong message. Absolutely. Well, we closed, of course, on, the, on Tuesday. We were open Tuesday through Sunday. And on Thursday, we had our first video, instructional video for children available. Mm -hmm. Which I, I just was amazed at this, this amazing staff that, that I have the pleasure to work with every yeah. day. And, you know, two and a half days, it was available. Right. And we've done mm -hmm. um, over 25 videos for children since. And what we do, the video's available, and then we deliver art kits. So there's one for every child. I loved that program. I love following it. <laughs> yeah. It's so great. Yeah. 
And so all of the materials that are needed are in the bag. Mm -hmm. And we take it to the daycare centers, we take it to the libraries, and if the Boys and Girls Club is ready for them, we take them, take them there. So we have about 25 videos that are on our new virtual museum that we have on our website. <laughs> and then um, we've also recorded all the exhibits that we've had. So they're mm -hmm. available for virtual tours. And then our board of board chair, Elizabeth Benton, said, let's put the shop online. And we're like, oh my God, wow. we put the shop online. We, we put the shop online. Great. Yeah. Well, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. You know, yeah. a year ago, we would have said, oh, absolutely. Did I ever think this is even <laughs> a podcast? No. <laughs> The same thing over the summer, we were obviously worried about where our educational program was going to go this year. And because there was no in-person, we knew that just because the high school was very clear that we weren't having outsiders come in, mm -hmm. understandably. And so we, we knew we weren't going to be able to visit the schools like we normally could. Mm -hmm. We were doing like 18 visits a year. So we did recordings of all of our um, families of instruments. And we had uh, them introduce their instruments. Mm -hmm. And then we made put them on YouTube for the schools to use then. So... Well, Same. We did our best to yeah, continue on as best we can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, but I think that that's so interesting, Mary Bethune, that you brought that up because I really, I've been saying that all along. It's just the creativity that has come out of this. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to stick with all this stuff. I mean, oh, we're, we're learning just a, so, such a new way. It is. Um, it especially is. like live streaming our concerts. Oh, that's been yeah. the real. That's been that the real. Is. Worldwide. Why not? Exactly. Like we have musicians whose families live in I don't know the New York or something, yes. and they can buy a ticket. The virtual ticket and see it online. Mm -hmm. So it, it really is fascinating, and, and I think we're going to see a big shift to electronics, especially in mm -hmm. smaller organizations, because we've had yeah. to be forced to do it. You it's, know? A, yeah. it's a wonderful way to reach an audience that we were not reaching before mm -hmm. to be able yes. to do virtual. We, we actually had responses from Australia to our Christmas concert, oh, that's which was shocking. Yeah, I know, yeah. fabulous. But you know, if the when the CDC announced that singing <laughs> was the most dangerous <laughs> thing you can do, oh. we just sort of went, "Oh, great!" You know, now what do we do? Um, well, our singers have what's called a singer's mask. This is enough, but the singer's mask extends out beyond their face, so they have space to project and yet it keeps them and the people around them safe. It really has not affected the sound quality as much as no. I thought it would at all, you know. No, we were worried about and it. For we were, yeah. <laughs> Shannon sings with us and um, when, we were, when we were planning our season, we normally start in October. We kicked it back and said, we'll wait and start in December because maybe that'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And so we went into rehearsal. We did a, um, a three-part virtual concert uh, in end of September and October. And we did an online auction <laughs> fundraiser in November. Mm -hmm. And they were in rehearsal and we were set to perform to really only our season ticket holders. We could not have put any more people even in the big facility. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the day before, we found out that um, in-person performances were not going to be allowed. So you talk about letting people know at the last <laughs> minute. Um, I can only imagine the logistical nightmare. It was oh, a nightmare. Yes. And, and still, I mean, you can't even get on the radio and on TV and on the new, in the newspaper 
quick enough yeah. to let everybody know there mm -hmm. are people that are going to show up. Oh, for sure. Regardless. Yeah. But um, we did do did do the concert, did do it virtually, and <clears throat> the most interesting, I said, I'm really happy that we have this recording in our archives now because the music was beautiful. Mm -hmm. We had a very limited number of performers, but when they did their first piece and there was no applause because there's no audience, it just sort of takes you back for a second and, and it's like a catch in your breath. Where's the, where's the applause? Like, where's the approval? And, uh, and you sort of adjust to that as the program goes on. But it, it's shocking. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a wonderful reminder in the future of what this time has been like mm -hmm. for everybody. Yeah. You know, because, uh, I mean, for example, we talk about singing being so dangerous. Broadway, we don't mm -hmm. know yeah, right. when they're going to open back mm -hmm. up again. Because of that very same yeah. thing, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it, it's a difficult situation to try to work around. Plus the fact that a large percentage of our choir and a large percentage of our audience are in the high-risk category. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we have to make it comfortable for everybody uh, to, to both perform and to watch a performance. Mm -hmm. um, we're actually <laughs> going back into rehearsal this week for <laughs> the May Mother's Day concert and uh, while we will have a small audience we hope for that one, which will be wonderful. Um, it's going to be a virtual concert as well. Yeah, you know, so yeah. it's just the easiest thing to do so mm -hmm. that people can continue to watch it. Yeah, I was thinking on the way up here today. It's our 38th year, and yet we are constantly working to introduce ourselves to the community. Always, yes. always. Yes. 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 It's been the story of our life. You know, it's been, it's been, it's such a priority yeah. for what we do every day to try to let people know we're here, yeah. who we are, mm -hmm. you know. And this year has been a significant setback no matter how hard we've tried to stay relevant to our audience. Yeah. Um, you know, it's hard to, to keep it up. So going forward, I think, is going to be an extra boost to try to... One of the interesting things that we discovered when we had a few people trickle in, you know, to, <laughs> They were locals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how that's fascinating. That, I love that. I know. And and it, because we talk to everybody who comes in and we record where they're from and how they heard about us and all and we realized that more and more people from the area were coming in and they were saying, We've always wanted to come to the art museum, but we just never got around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now we are. And I think and, that's an important point, Pat, because I also saw our locals really support our community. Yes. Mm -hmm. Whether it was nonprofit organizations, our restaurants, our yeah. small businesses. And we even had a new arts organization that actually started during COVID, um, the Long Bay Theater. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. And right. they did a great performance oh, in a yeah. parking in lot. In a parking right. lot. Oh, yeah. and it was oh, so yeah. much fun. Right. Uh -huh. But you know, two years ago, who would have ever thought, oh, I'm going to open a new theater group <laughs> right. during a pandemic and we're going to do this fantastic yes. play mm -hmm. in a parking lot. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah. that's the type of creativity that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I do applaud our local community. Yeah. Oh, yes. Because they wonderful. really stepped up to help support mm-hmm. small businesses, mm-hmm. the arts, and other organizations. Yes. It was Good. incredible to see. Yeah, yes. we, we noticed uh, when we did our virtual telethon back in September, that was like our first... Um, experiment with live streaming Mm -hmm. Um, and we were so floored to see the amount of support we got from local businesses even so we got sponsorships anywhere from 250 to a thousand dollars for that telethon and they were new sponsors they were sponsors that have never been engaged with us before so those that were doing well those businesses that were doing well were being very generous and it i mean it just goes to show again the strength of the community and the support that there is Mm -hmm. you know they realized that okay they're doing well how can they how can they give back and to obviously organizations that are struggling at this time and nonprofits number one I think mm-hmm. I've been really really affected I know like some of the funding that we were used to receiving um, you know like for example we normally do the Messiah for free every year mm-hmm. um, at Trinity Church mm-hmm. and the Chapin Foundation so I know even a lot of foundation grants have changed this oh, year yeah. because rightfully so again they were focusing on other things you right. know so right. there's so many different aspects that have been sh- shifted mm-hmm. this year for us well, we were um, delighted. We usually do three fundraisers a year, and of course, we were down to one fundraiser. <laughs> and we did our collector's event, mm-hmm. right, which is, has always been a sellout and great fun. And we thought, well, we had to do it virtually. And we thought, oh my gosh, how are we going to do yeah. this event? But we participated in a similar event in Hilton Head and saw how much fun it was and that it could work. We had, adapted a few things we actually displayed the art upstairs in the second floor galleries and we had another sellout wow. and it was so much fun that's awesome i you know i mean yeah. if somebody had told me that a year ago i would have said i'm not we can't even go there think about right. going there but we did and it was a huge success and again it was our our locals and our friends that said, yeah, we're going to give this a try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, what are some of the things that you guys were able to put on last year that you were excited about? I know that you guys were able to do. Well, we opened, which right. was huge. Right. <laughs> yeah. What we did is uh, for our kids' art program, of course, we were offering it virtually, but we realized that instead of having 21 children come in and participate per class, we cut it down to seven. Right. And we, of course, asked the children to wear masks, and um, which they everyone agreed to. So we offered the kids' art. We were able to do that all summer long and into the fall. And then the pottery classes, instead of having six students per class, we have three. But again, we're able, we're able to offer it. They're full. The waiting list is... For the next year, we couldn't accommodate everybody on the on the waiting list. Um, and the other thing that we did a few times is we offered Sundays for members only. Okay, well, that's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we scheduled the time. We would have like two people, three people an hour, and if we could, we had the artists here to talk, and we they we just had members only Sundays. And oh my gosh, that's great! Hugely appreciative. Yeah, because you know they wanted to come. Yep. They wanted to support, but they were nervous. Sure. And we made it safe and fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were fortunate so. that we um, 
our, our board decided we were going to push through with our, our educational initiatives with our ensemble. So we were mm -hmm. able to do our mm -hmm. new string ensemble, which this is only the second year of it, so it's very, very <laughs> delicate at this point. So we knew we, we needed to continue it in some way. Um, and we're so fortunate to have Trinity Church. They're just so good to us. They allowed us to use their space mm -hmm. um, so that we could socially distance everybody. Mm -hmm. um, so we had our youth string ensemble that we were able to do regularly and our, our youth symphony. And I think that's really important because a lot of the students couldn't really get the same type of instruction, obviously, from their, mm -hmm. their directors at school because mm -hmm. virtually, I mean, you music teachers out there, I mean, kudos, because can you imagine being on a Zoom call with everyone muted, just staring at their instruments, you can't hear oh, them, you can't play together, yeah. I mean, how exhausting for them, and mm -hmm. so, you know, for, for students to be able to be in person performing together, although socially distanced and very different than normal, we did a lot of smaller groups, we kind of tore them off into little sections and had, you know, some strings groups, some wind groups, um, and had them perform that way, but just to be able to perform together, I know, like, personally as a musician, like, it was just, and, and singing with the master crowd, yeah. it was just healing, it was really healing, mm -hmm. it's something we missed for months and months and months yeah. of our lives, um, and so I know for the students, it, we were really, really pleased to be able to do that. Um, we were able to do a couple concerts, half in person, half virtually. And again, this virtual thing, we got grandparents, you know, from across the country yeah. who were watching their, their, their students no. play. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, and it's something we yeah. have to continue. Yeah. I mean, it was such an easy thing to do. Mm -hmm. Now realizing how simple it was to set up that online concert, it's like, why not? There's no reason why, why we should be not doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you can so do it from true. your phone. I mean, it's, it's yeah. just incredible. So, yeah, we, we were really pleased to continue that. Um, yeah, the city got very creative in the way that we reached out mm -hmm. to the community mm -hmm. as well. Uh, the library right. did, oh, um, you know, online yeah. readings for children. Mm -hmm. um, delivery started a delivery yeah. program. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the recreation centers did virtual exercise classes, That's which awesome. was great. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, you, we, again, we really saw people being very creative in how to continue that outreach but for our children, mm -hmm. I feel like our children have been probably the most impacted through all of this. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Not being able to be in school, not having that social interaction with each other, mm -hmm. um, virtual learning, the parents having to learn <laughs> <laughs> and become teachers yeah. somewhat. Mm -hmm. But to be able to offer all of these things for our children is so important. Um, because where are they going to be five, ten years from now from not having that in-classroom experience? Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things they may remember is, oh, well, I saw the symphony here, or yeah. I heard the master growl. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I received an art right. kit right. Right. from the art museum. When they grow up, these are the things they will remember mm -hmm. and right. will impact them forever. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I thought one of the other wonderful things that the city did were the beach chats. The big oh, the beach yes. Yes. Because remember, we had this other social unrest that was happening Absolutely. right in, mm -hmm. in the midst of the yeah. pandemic. And just to see that program take shape, I, ju I just thought it was wonderful. So congratulations with that. That was really important. And that too, um, you know, you all said you reached other states, other countries. Mm -hmm. Beachside Chats did too. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, yeah. we reached um, Australia. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Australia. Yeah. We had other cities reach out and said, 
show us your format for this. We want to do this in our community. Great. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Chicago actually reached out, and they're now doing it. Yeah. So I think we see things that we're doing here, mm -hmm. all of us. Mm -hmm. Other people are seeing that and, yeah. you know, integrating them into their communities and vice versa. Yeah. Well, that's interesting you, you bring that up, Pat, mm -hmm. because you guys, your virtual concerts that you did to start the season. Right. Yeah. Why don't you talk about those a little bit, because that's exactly mirroring with Pat what it's, Pat said. It is. And that's where. It, we had, it was a three-part series. We did um, a concert every other week, and it was, um, it was called The State of Things. Mm. And it's house concerts and cons conversations with artists. And it was people from, I mean, all, all around, the, I'd say around the country, but we had several people outside the country who mm. contributed as well. Um, Tracy Bailey, who's now yeah. at, the, at the Boys, Boys and Girls, Girls Club, Club. Mm -hmm. uh, we had uh, invited her to participate, and we thought that she would do a reading, and she sang. And oh, it was so it was wonderful. Moving, so moving. It was one of my oh, yeah. favorite pieces ever. Yeah. yeah, and it was a way for people to um, use their art as a way to communicate their feelings about, mm -hmm. you know, the the current the pandemic and the uh, the un social unrest mm -hmm. in the country and so much going on at the same time. Yeah. Yes. And uh, so that was a wonderful outlet for people to be able to whether they sang or whether they played an instrument mm -hmm. or whether they did readings or whatever you know it was that they did and uh, and just an outlet to express themselves which was wonderful oh, i thought you know we had a very yeah. good response to that yeah mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely one of the things that and this doesn't have anything to do it's with programming or it's more of a sort of a heads up for other nonprofits, and i'm sure you all agree with me um, when this first started, um, it was so important to make that connection and keep that strong connection with your bank. Mm -hmm. Yes. With your account. Yes, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> with all the professional organizations that you belong to. Yeah. I mean, they just offered such support for us. Don't mm -hmm. you Absolutely. agree? And I mean, That's I just true. don't think we could have accomplished all that we did without them having our backs mm -hmm. yeah. and saying, what can we do to help? Absolutely. So, and I think for smaller organizations even, I noticed like some of the Donnelly conversations that we mm -hmm. had, yep. that some of the smaller organizations, they weren't able to do that. Right. Or recognize that. Maybe they didn't have an accountant. I don't, you know, that's possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it really was so important. I so agree. The League yeah. of American Orchestras, I lived on their weekly emails. Yes. Because they, I mean, they were giving us information about the Paycheck Protection Program mm -hmm. that just laid it out in a way that we mm -hmm. could we could digest it. And it was so helpful. I lived on them. Literally. Yeah, for six months straight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, they were really extremely helpful that's yeah. what i said like anytime they said would you fill out this survey oh yes, yes. <laughs> yep <laughs> absolutely well and to mention the donnelly foundation as well they are just such a gem in this yeah. region for us they mm -hmm. are so supportive they checked in with us they called yeah. we love you donnelly foundation <laughs> no seriously they, sure do. they had some emergency funds that were available mm -hmm. um you know to to nonprofits that had reached uh, get or get support from them and it was just it was so and they great. moved up their uh, giving deadline. Yes. So instead of giving in July, they had the money available in May. Right. 
that was so important. Yeah, so many yeah. shifts, so much support from, mm -hmm. from these, you know, bigger organizations that yeah. were able to help us out. It, we couldn't have done it without without that support, right. honestly. I think that we would have ended last year in very, very a bad state if we didn't get any mm -hmm. funding. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it, it would have been crazy, <laughs> certainly. Well, it was, it was difficult in June and July to look at the bank account <laughs> and look at the calendar yeah. and say, you know, how in the world are we going to make it? Right, till September. Till September or whenever. Yeah. Uh, you know, in yeah. our case, all the way till December when we thought we were going to start uh, our regular season. And, um, well, you know, I'm sure just like, just like us, you probably get most of your money in the summer, right? Most of your, like when you sell season tickets. Right. So it's we true. get such a big chunk of money in the summertime, and then we have to make that last right. all year. Oh, yeah, most yeah. of our grants come that time, too. So. It's true. And, you know, we, we work hard, very, very hard to sell tickets. But, you know, ticket sales, sadly, won't keep the lights on, right. you know, right. which is, you know, it's just a fact of yep. the cost of putting on a performance. And yep. as we've, because we did plan a season this year, uh, we've sort of inched from one to the next and uh, trying to do the best thing and the safest thing. Do we cancel? Do we try to continue? And it's not just that, I mean, we could do a virtual performance, but is it safe for our choir to rehearse and perform? Absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. and, and we have to take that into consideration. And because you really don't know from one, one performance to the next, if you're going to survive and do another performance, you have to be ready. Yeah. So we've, we've purchased music, we've done advertising, we've done all these other things, and, and then at the last minute you go, we can't, you know, we're, yeah. w the place where we're scheduled to perform is closed, so we cannot do, and mm -hmm. is it fair to try to go in there and do a virtual performance when they're closed? Um, so, you know, we're, we're thankful to, to be here. You still, and uh, you know, to be uh, the rehearsals start tonight for you know the May 9th mm -hmm. concert, and I cannot tell you how many of our choir members have reached out to say, "Oh, thank goodness, no. we're going to sing." You know, so yeah, we got the same kind of sigh of relief the first um, in-person virtual. It was in-person yeah. for our musicians, but uh, the first uh, virtual concert we did just after after the first live stream was done of the concert i mean just everyone was just happy mm -hmm. i mean you, just, you could just see it in their eyes everyone mm -hmm. was just having such a great time to get back with your friends to be playing music again to be performing and i think i think this next concert i mean we're fortunate again <laughs> very fortunate that we're able to do our march 28th concert in person so very limited seating i think the church may hold 750 we have 200 so mm -hmm. i mean that's a that's a good number i'm very happy that's that's yeah. that number 200 great um and then we'll also have that that virtual option but i know so many patrons when we called them we called all of our subscribers just to let them know and they they said oh i'll have my second vaccine by then i'm so excited we're really looking forward to it so people are just hungry for it and I think just as we all kind of mentioned before, I think when we come out of this, we're going to see a big, big support in general. Going out, eating out, enjoying mm -hmm. what Myrtle Beach has right. to offer. So, yeah. well, hopefully that, you know, we will all reap the benefits of it and maybe get our words out a little bit more. <laughs> come to concerts for sure. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah that's right exactly right. why the city 
chose to make some major investments during COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like to call it an investment in human infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Things like Splinter City right over here at Market Common, Mm -hmm. which is a a partnership with Horry County, which is the disc golf course. Mm -hmm. It has been packed. It's been so well received. Um, we upgraded some of our playground equipment. Yeah, Chapin Park. Um, Chapin Park, the yeah. park by the sea with the pirate yeah. ship mm-hmm. playscape. Um, and, you know, the downtown master plan. We chose yeah. not to stop what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And the reason is people need something to get excited about. Yes. Everybody was stuck inside, depressed, mm-hmm. um, you know, not knowing when we would come out of this. And I feel like it's just so important to give people hope Mm -hmm. and to be able to see the light at the end of the Mm -hmm. tunnel and new things for them to do and explore. Yeah, true. Well, I think what a beautiful topic to end on, right? I think that that really just says that we are really looking forward to the future. (laughs) Once this is Mm -hmm. done, once y'all are vaccinated and healthy and we can get back to normal, we're really looking forward to it. We will all be here for it. So check out the Master Corral website, check out the Symphony's website, come to the Art Museum. They've, they've been open this whole time. So come support your local art organizations. And thank you, everyone, for coming and joining us. I've had such a good time you. chatting with you. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. See you all next time. Well, we appreciate Pat Goodwin, Becky Donovan, and Mayor Brenda Bethune joining Shannon for this enlightening discussion. Stay safe and keep listening.